Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Bojack Horsepod Presents <laughs> to Cam Birdpod. Today, we will be talking about season one, episode eight of Tuka and Birdie, The New Bird. I'm Kirsten McKinnis, joined as always by the lovely Lindsay Wilson. Lindsay, how are you? I'm okay. We're back in the sad episodes. I almost glitched when I was starting this episode. It's this mess magnet. <laughs> it's like on islands. I know it's none of those things. Although <laughs> I do think Tuka would be a great hot dummy on an island for the record. That's uh, a great call. I just my body was like, what is this called? What are we doing? What's going on? My, it's my brain's no good today. In vaccine related news, I got my booster on Sunday. Yes. So got that good, good bivalent spike vax from Moderna. Mm -hmm. And yes. overall feeling great, but a little loopy, a little tired. Mm -hmm. I have mine booked for next Thursday. But That's I have so a midterm funny. a couple days later. So I'm like, oh, God, I hope I don't feel crappy, but I'm sure it'll be fine. I went with a friend and we both got the vaccine together. It was very adorable. She waited with me, then I waited with her. And she like about eight to 10 hours later felt like flu symptoms and texted me that she was on her deathbed. Uh, <laughs> but by the next morning, she was feeling totally fine, just a sore arm. And then good. today is like good to go. So I haven't heard of anyone having really bad symptoms other than like a super sore arm mm -hmm. like yes. for days. Yeah, after I got my third dose, it was the first time I'd had Moderna, and I got that like weird underarm oh, swelling. The lung guy? <laughs> yeah, and it hurts so much. It's such a weird feeling to be like, my armpit hurts. I've heard of that. I'm very grateful that mm. so far I have not experienced it. Yeah, it's just a weird sensation. Mm -hmm. After my third Pfizer, I my arm just hurt like a lot the third time, but I think it's because I got it at a pharmacy and the person working there just hadn't given a ton of vaccines yet because it had not long been turned over to the pharmacies. Same mm -hmm. lady gave me my fourth dose and it barely felt it. She's so well practiced nice. now. <laughs> yeah, incredible. Wow. I remember, I think maybe, I don't know. I'm trying to think who it was. Maybe my aunt. She went for her third dose and it was like mid Omicron being scary last Ooh. December. And the person who gave her the shot came at her from behind because <laughs> she was like, I don't want to like be face to face with this extremely contagious variant. And so she like made her face away. And then anyway, very strange. But wouldn't they be in PPE in a healthcare uh -huh. setting? And they super were. Yep. Yep. Very strange. <laughs> you know what? At least the person administering vaccines took COVID seriously. Yes, that's right. That's right. So we haven't um, talked about a vaccine in a while. It's been months we since we've had one. <laughs> we haven't had vaccine updates in quite some time. I haven't had a vaccine mm -hmm. since February. Yeah, I think um, my last one was in January. Oh, but when I got my text being like, you're due for another shot, it was like COVID-19 shot due August mm -hmm. 19th. And I got this email in October. And I know they yeah. had doses available. I know they had doses available. You sent me your text about it, like a screenshot of it, and I got mine the next day, and it was like, yeah, you were eligible in July. <laughs> and I was like, what? But yeah, no. Nothing but if you had called the number and been like, can I have a vaccine? They would have been like, no, wait till the fall. Yeah, yeah I would get that sweet, sweet bivalent. Hey, <sighs> we love a bivalent. <laughs> Now this episode will get flagged by Spotify because we talk about COVID. Is that what happens when we talk about COVID? Every one of our episodes where we talk about vaccines, there's a little flag on it that's like, learn more about COVID information, even though all of our information is solid. <laughs> well, I guess a lot of people say their information is solid and it is in fact <laughs> not. Yeah, true, true. Anyways, if you can get vaccinated, get vaccinated. And if you're not wearing a mask, it's seeming like the time is coming when maybe wear more masks again, at least mm -hmm. in the grocery store. Mm -hmm. I have never taken mine off. I So I've been wearing mine in the grocery store always. And when we started classes again in September, I was like, I'm going to wear a mask because I don't trust that people will not come to school when they're sick. And mm -hmm. sure enough, someone came to class sick last week and I was one of the few people wearing a mask. And you could see people like over the course of the lecture, like more and more people masking up as you could tell this person was coughing in the background. Oh, my God. So 
I just don't understand. Like today, actually, I was talking to a colleague and she was like, yeah, I haven't tested positive for COVID like ever, but I have tested. And like, I know I had it at one point, but I just never tested positive. But my husband did and I had all the same symptoms as him like 12 hours later. And I was like, <laughs> okay. She's like, yeah, I have like, since there's been like smoke from the forest fires, like I have a tickle in my throat, but like I've been testing negative, but like I can feel it in my throat as she's like in my office and we're not wearing masks. And I'm like, mm-hmm. ma'am please go are we okay like i don't know i if it's my time it's my time i guess but i just don't want it to be my time again i had such a miserable experience <laughs> no you really did oh god like Give i think even time to kick in. yeah let, let the vaccine kick in mm-hmm. i don't know no good anyways now that our podcast is well and truly got a little warning label on it <laughs> We are first and foremost an educational podcast, and second mm-hmm. of all, we're a COVID-19 vaccine podcast. And third of all, a quit your PhD podcast. Oh, An anti-education be, podcast. That might be point five. Like, it's before yeah. number one. Yeah, maybe. We're educational, but not in your PhD. Mm-hmm. That's right. We're educational <laughs> to a point. <laughs> yeah, it's like, reason. let's use some common sense. <laughs> I feel mm-hmm. like common sense has become a dog whistle. Mm-hmm. We're just asking um, questions. Oh, you just mm-hmm. gave me flashbacks to my ex-boyfriend. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well. Anyways, we're all doing well. We're here to talk about the new bird. But first, there's some segments to get through because mm-hmm. we need Brian Scally to lead us in to what time is it? What time is it? Scally's so reliable. I know. He he never misses a day except for when you forget that he <laughs> should be there and then he misses. It's never his fault that he misses a day. Yes, that's right. Um, thanks to Brian Scally, we can tell you that right now it is 5.53 p.m. on Tuesday, October 18th on the Pacific time zone, 8.53 p.m. in New York, 1.53 a.m. on Wednesday the 19th in London, and 8.53 a.m. on Wednesday the 19th in Hong Kong. And that is what time it is right now. Incredible. <laughs> We're so stupid. <laughs> but, like, not in, like, an intelligence way, in, like, a fun way. That's right. Remember last week I read that email that was, like, so glad that this bit has carried over? I gotta tell you, I don't remember that, <laughs> even though I listened to last week's podcast literally this morning. And we recorded it two days ago. <laughs> Three days ago. What day is this? God damn it. It was on Friday. Today's Tuesday. Oh, How God. dare you? Um, <laughs> should we talk about some holidays? Let's do it. This week of holidays is way better than last week's holidays. Good. Last so week was tough. It was. It, it, there was nothing there, and it was hard. But these, this episode will be coming out on Tuesday, October 25th. And these are the holidays for the 25th. Number one. International Artist Day. Okay. When you we're considered artists. Soup on your favorite artist's <laughs> painting. Oh yeah. Did you talk about that on Miss Magnus? <laughs> no. It's that's a I think that's like a little niche. And mm. I, I think we do enough like social justice talk that if we also start really <laughs> unpacking that protest, it's uh-huh. just it's off the rails. We'll get oil. canceled. <laughs> It is National Cartoonists Against Crime Day. Mm. What does it mean? I don't know, but it was <laughs> it was founded by Adrian Sue Cooper Smith in 1991, and I don't know who that is. She was a bl- on the website Blogger since 2007. Oh no. They're bad. We are not partaking. Is it an ACAB situation? Oh, wait. Never mind. No, we do partake. We do partake. We do partake. <laughs> it's not an ACAB situation, but their blog, the first post there is from November of 2020, and it's about, like, masking. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, it It looks very weird like this post is super weird and so i was like oh are they like anti-mask anti-vax but then at the end it's like wear that mask so i'm like okay okay we can partake we can partake. <laughs> but it that was a real roller coaster for me and stacy i just hanging by a thread here <laughs> but i guess it's about people that draw cartoons who hate crime yeah all right i don't hate like all crime <laughs> 
I don't know. Yeah. It's National Greasy Foods Day. I'll partake yeah. any day of the week on that one. Fries. Yeah, give me a French fry. Yeah. Always. I, was... I think every day is that day on Bojack Horsepud. For me, certainly. The last episode of Grey's Anatomy I watched had a character that was eating chips and I was like, yeah, but this is a gateway to fries. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Both great. Honestly, we just I appreciate potatoes in all its forms. You don't like a mashed for, potato. Yeah, I was going to say not all forms, <laughs> but like most forms. Most forms. I really love mashed potatoes. I the just one, love all potatoes. The ones I'm not talking about, no, I'm not talking about them. It's a not all men situation. <laughs> um, <laughs> it is National I Care About You Day. Oh, and we so, care about you, horse yeah, girls. You show that you care about people, and we are doing that by releasing a podcast. Yeah. You're welcome. We care about you. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome for the content. It is <laughs> punk for a day day. So you're supposed to dress up like a punk rocker and listen to punk rock music. Mm. I always dress like a punk rocker. <laughs> listen, the most punk thing of all is being yourself. So uh, as long as you're doing that, you're good. You do care about me. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you know that. How dare you? It's you care about me day or whatever. <laughs> I do care about you today and all days. It's also sourest day, a day to eat sour candy. We love okay. that on this podcast. Yeah. We do. Yeah. Famously uh, pro candy. Famously pro candy. We're pro candy and we're pro carb. And thank God we're pro carb because it's also we're world pasta day. Yes. <laughs> so, eat a pasta. <laughs> enjoy and then last but certainly not least it is world pizza makers day so wow. celebrate someone who makes pizza well wow. seems a lot of like great it's things time, going on here time to go to an italian restaurant get pizza get, get pasta yeah. have candy mcdonald's for lunch italian mm -hmm. for dinner nice go dressed as a punk rocker with the person Incredible. you care about it's a oh great my god day. Wow. candy you for dessert what do we call that like a uh, bingo holiday bingo honestly holiday bingo <laughs> and then i guess you can also perceive art while oh, yeah. doing it and that I forgot about that <laughs> them all off but and feel some way type of way maybe <laughs> if you are getting a full bingo a holiday bingo that is art in a sense wow and it's certainly not a crime <laughs> that sentence was art <laughs> I, I think that I was really stretching the limits of syntax and grammar there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if they're listening to this podcast, this podcast is art. Yeah. Podcasts are art. Well, our podcast is art. Not all podcasts. <laughs> not, are art. not all podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. I sound like a demon today. What is going on? <laughs> Anyways, those are the holidays. A much better one than last week. Mm -hmm. Yes. I don't even remember what happened last week. I just remember being like, mm, not into these. No, they were bad. I don't remember. One was about a cupcake. Oh my God, I didn't eat a cupcake today. I also did not have a chocolate cupcake today and I'm sad about it. Ugh. That is unfortunate because I did think to myself I could go for a cupcake. Maybe that, maybe it was subliminally in my brain. Yes, it's subliminal. Have a chocolate cupcake. You have six <laughs> hours to do There's so. There's still time. <laughs> Your friend's coming over for dinner. Text her and tell her to bring chocolate cupcakes. She's bringing dessert. Maybe she'll bring cupcakes. Can you imagine? Oh my god. She just Can you imagine it? if she brought chocolate cupcakes? Oh my god. So It's good. also really funny if she brings literally anything else and you could be like, oh. It's not I really wanted cupcake. a chocolate cupcake. <laughs> she'll be like, why didn't you tell me that? <laughs> why oh doesn't she god. listen to our podcast? Well, you know what? She actually did start listening to our podcast, but she's way <laughs> behind. <laughs> Well, one day she'll hear this and know that she should have brought chocolate cupcakes. And what, unless, hey, of course, she brought chocolate cupcakes, in which case, mm -hmm. Taylor, you're a real one. Yeah, I'll update next week. <laughs> I'll never remember. <laughs> I'll ask you later. Just text me okay. later. Fine. Okay. Anyways, the new bird. The, the new synopsis bird. is... Birdie reaches out and bonds with an eager young apprentice at Pastry Pete's. Elsewhere, without her bestie, Tuka feels a little lost. Lindsay, what'd you think of this one? Yeah, so I think when I was earlier in the day, I was like, oh, what do I think about this episode in preparation for this question? <laughs> and I was thinking initially that I feel like I'm not wild about the Tuca cult 
con stuff. Mm-hmm. But I do really like kind of the bookends on that storyline of like why she's trying to escape from all of her feelings and never be alone and honestly relatable, not wanting to be alone with your thoughts. And then the far mm-hmm. end of it of having the realization of like, oh, Birdie just wants me to be my best self. So I can't be too hard on it. I think that's probably like the weakest part for me is when she's actually in that like weird egg doing the cult stuff. But other than that, great episode. Listen, I hate that they're still fighting so much. <laughs> I thought the cult was hilarious. How dare you? <laughs> but yeah, I, I can see your I can see your point and take it, of course. Mm-hmm. But how how else is Tuka going to be lost it, it, without it being like absolutely ridiculous? Mm-hmm. I did love everything about the like banana Uber service. <laughs> Repeat customers get 5% off. So good. <laughs> I, okay, thanks. Mm-hmm. So ridiculous. But yes, I enjoyed the episode. I hate that they're still fighting. Birdie's plotline is so strong, but also mm-hmm. just like hurts your heart. So much. And we'll get to it at the end. Yeah. But I was just like, I think in my notes, it says like five or six times. I hate this. <laughs> yeah, I, this is the type of episode where Chappelle's like, it was a trap. <laughs> the show's not good. You, you're like, it's so sad. Why do we watch it? We watch it to feel something, Chappelle, something you as a seven could never <laughs> understand. <laughs> nothing on the outside, nothing on the inside. <laughs> oh man so we do see that obviously time has passed since the fight Mm -hmm. we get a little time lapse yes yeah a surprising amount of time and this is the first instance i have of i hate this because it's gone on for so long like a whole season has passed there's a turtle crossing the road very slowly Mm -hmm. throughout the entire time lapse and no one got out to move the turtle which is also the biggest crime of all do you mm-hmm. see a turtle in the road? Just go grab it and move it to the side of the street it's going to. Come on. Mm-hmm. Care about someone for the love of God. <laughs> Especially today. Especially today. <laughs> today of all days. <laughs> but yeah, so we see a new bird, a little yellow bird named Dakota. She has just arrived to bird town from the country and she's on the phone with her mom and just like, exclaiming in joy of everything in the city even though like she literally gets robbed and Mm -hmm. that creep pops out of the sewer and uh, she says a stranger just spit in my mouth but it was charming in a big city kind of way (laughs) like she this girl is not equipped Mm -mm. yeah so of socks (laughs) and won't get stolen her wide-eyed innocence where she's just like i'm just a country canary with nothing but a whatever a heart full of dreams and yeah, a like suitcase a heart- full of socks yeah and another suitcase also full of socks <laughs> yeah and people are literally just stealing her suitcase full of socks yeah she she is not doing well i think that this is the type of person who needs someone to come with them when they first move to the city maybe mm-hmm. Yeah, and not to jump all the way to the end, but I definitely didn't see it coming that she would be so strong-willed at the end of the episode, where from this intro, you're just like, oh, God, she does not stand a chance. Yeah, you're like, oh, no, she's not good. She does not see what's going on, but she is putting Mm -hmm. her best, you know, view on the surroundings, and Mm -hmm. she ends up outside of Pastry Pete's and sees Birdie making a crunt, and she Mm -hmm. is like, what did I just see? I need to go in. Like, Mm -hmm. this is amazing. I love the idea that every time Birdie makes a croon, she has to do that stupid Sailor Moon thing. And that she's just doing it like a hundred times a day. Listen, Birdie's probably getting absolutely jacked from working Mm -hmm. on Pastry Beats. With all this jumping around. (laughs) All these flips and spins. Yeah, she basically could go to the Olympics for gymnastics after all of this. Mm -hmm. Um, But so Dakota goes inside and she is just like trying... To make a good impression on Birdie because she's so impressed with her moves. And Birdie's just like, do you want a muffin? So no coffee with that, I guess. Like, she's just <laughs> not feeling it. And Dakota's like, my name's Dakota with a Y. It's silent and invisible. I just graduated from a small town culinary school. Like, I want to work at the, I want to, I'd love to work here. And Pastry Pete's like, please come be my new apprentice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Bertie tries to be like, it's not that simple just because you went to culinary school. He's just like, did you say you went to culinary school? You're hired immediately. But yeah, Bertie thought she was the only apprentice. She mm-hmm. is still on her Pastry Pete obsession tour mm-hmm. and she doesn't like seeing Pastry Pete favoring another bird. 
Yeah, she really shrieks like, really? Yeah, and Pastry Pete's like, I stand by, like, my decisions. That's why I still listen to ska music. (laughs) Pretty good line. (laughs) That was a pretty good line. Meanwhile, we just the setup for Tuca is that she has been partying every single night for the past two months, just not drinking, but just high on life. Mm-hmm. And we see people also high on mushrooms, which are obviously voiced by Nicole Byer with a little hand, like turkeys with hand turkeys is so funny. <laughs> so funny that it's a turkey and they're like, oh my God, I got to put these on the fridge. So good. And yeah, I also do like that they give us the information that the DJs have seen her every single night and she's not drinking because I, I think that's kind of where your brain goes like, oh, this isn't going to be good for her sobriety journey. It turns out it's just bad for her in other ways. Mm-hmm. They do a moment of silence for DJ Parkour, and she's like, no, turn up the music. It's what DJ Parkour would have wanted. Mm-hmm. He hated silence. Yeah, but this next song is just everyone. It's all like, me and my best friend. Here with my Party best friend. with your best friend. <laughs> best friend. Best friend. Yeah, so she's got to go. She can't be in there. Yeah, no, very bad. I found the DJ parkour death to be very reminiscent of Herb and Bojack, where they're like, he ironically died not climbing anything. And it cuts to him being like, does this have penicillin in it? Very much not dying of cancer, but getting in a car accident (laughs) with a peanut truck. (laughs) I mean, it's a type of joke that you'd never expect, right? Mm -hmm. I wonder if there's one similar in Undone, the trilogy. Yes. <laughs> you imagine? Just cut down, done. It's just like someone, what else are things that people are allergic to? Get stung by a bee or something. Oh my God. No. <laughs> we can't. We Arby can't do on the spot. He's not here. Stop. <laughs> there's no chance. I mean, maybe. I mean, like, I guess, a, I, guess, I guess there's a chance. Mm hmm. But I don't think think about it. I don't think there's a high (laughs) chance. And I think that for our podcasting, we simply have to assume he's gone. He Mm -hmm. gone. He gone. Yeah. Arby's feel free to follow us back on Twitter, though, if you're still listening. (laughs) So should we run through the Tuka stuff before going back to party, do you think? Yeah, Yeah, I think so. So Tuka leaves to go to Draca's place, our plant friend who has her jaguar, who is very sophisticated reading a newspaper. Like, having- <laughs> I love that one season or however long it's been of being with Draca has made the jaguar just like they're wearing glasses now and reading the paper. <laughs> just so I over mean, Tuka's nonsense. That's probably how the jaguar always was, remember? Like, he was only so mad because Tuka spent all his money. Yeah, fair. And their very fair. bank account. That's a good point. The jaguar seemed very energetic racing Tuka home that time, but the the rage and mauling was all a result of Tuka spending all the money on socks. Yeah, like, I think if she hadn't spent all that money... It would have been fine. Speaking of, Dakota and Tuka would probably get along. They love socks so much. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point. We got to keep our eye out for all these sock mentions because Mm -hmm. maybe it's a trend on the show. But so Draka is a internet renowned dermatologist who does like pimple poppy videos. And she is like popping pimples on the top of Tuka's head so gross how do you feel about these things because I, I hate them i personally hate them and i think tuka saying that it's like bubble wrap but made of skin is way grosser mm. than anything i said last week on the podcast <laughs> just for the record I mean, what you said was horrible but this but was horrible <laughs> this is like oh my god mine was accurate and hers was an exaggeration to be so gross <laughs> it was so gross i hated it a lot and the jaguar looks over like oh <laughs> like why would you say I... that would never like I get grossed out if I have like a really big pimple and I have to pop it like mm-hmm. watching a pimple pop is one of the grossest things in the world there's a reason why I sent you zit updates and not like zit popping Footage. videos oh my, oh my god. god we never the podcast would never have been over like, oh truly. my god yeah no never I never would never truly never take a video like that don't worry let alone send mm. it to someone why would so. you why would anyone Ugh. i mean people love watching it it's very satisfying 
Yeah. That's actually another thing my ex loved watching videos of like <laughs> pulling out like worms and stuff. <laughs> nope. 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 Not compatible with me. Mm-mm. But she, so she's sitting with Draca. She's being gross about pimple popping, and Draca's not talking. And Tuka is trying to fill the silence. And we find out that whenever she has a moment of quiet she hears her strange best friend saying mean things to her and so we see that she has a little birdie in her head that is not being the kindest mm-hmm. and Draka's is just like shh, shh, shh. <laughs> yeah the birdie in her head is very mean going like oh my god you're hanging out drinking now like you're so needy and just being very very mean and so basically she pops another pimple and the crap that comes out of it is shaped like a little birdie and she puts it in a jar. Disgusting. Yep. So gross. The most disgusting thing. Yeah. Tuka wants to keep this thing because it looks like birdie. <laughs> like this is so gross. Yeah. I can't. Mm-mm. It's so disgusting. But Drac is like, here, go to the spiritual retreat. Gives her a, a business card. Mm-hmm. Like th- yes. This will help you. Yes. This place looks cool. We don't really I know mean... much about it at this point, but... I'm extremely skeptical about anything like this. Certainly, me too. But I mean, maybe it could have been just like a go get a massage or something. But no, that's true. That would have that would have been great. Oh my god, if Tuka got really into getting massages, (laughs) that'd be good. Her auntie Tallulah was having one when they came to visit her. Oh yeah. Oh my god, if I was rich, literally, I'd have a daily massage. Ugh, imagine. Uh, like, and I'm talking about like obviously like rich, rich, rich like Bezos rich, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Kardashian rich. <laughs> Kardashian rich. Yeah. Spend all that private jet money on massages. Oh my god. If I was Taylor Swift, I would not be a climate criminal. I would just be very <laughs> relaxed. So relaxed. Because <laughs> in case anyone's wondering, Taylor Swift is the celebrity that uses the most carbon via private jets out of anyone. Mm-hmm. She so just good. lends her jet out and about and all her fans are like, it's not even her. She lends out the jet. And I'n like, it's her and that jet. Makes it okay. <laughs> so it's still her responsibility. Yep. <laughs> Almost like we have to take responsibility for our things. Hmm. No, that sounds fake. I will not be doing that. <laughs> So Tuka goes to this little retreat place and she gets a piggyback on this Buffalo (laughs) Man's bag. Very, um, oh, why can't I remember his name? Guy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like that guy? It's like guy. That's literally, that's the problem is I was sitting there being like, what's that guy's name? (laughs) Guy. And then this guy. So she gets a piggyback ride and his new ride share is where you pay one banana for a ride and not a carbon criminal this guy i mean yeah absolutely not unless he is excreting like a lot of methane but probably less <laughs> than a car so i think he's okay mm-hmm. and there's like she's like talking to him about the ride chair and then he like a man like pops out from behind a tree and like shakes a banana and he's like oh Thank business you. calls <laughs> i loved that so much it really made me laugh just the guy behind the tree like hello like it's like okay there's this one man giving piggyback rides for a banana and you just mm-hmm. have to hope he's in your vicinity when you need a ride so you can shake a banana at him and be like hello <laughs> i'm right here yeah i love to being like dang that dude loves bananas <laughs> i mean he clearly does mm-hmm. not my cat just walking right over my mom's ashes <laughs> oh god <laughs> you can't stand on that <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> it's fine. You can keep that in. Who cares? Okay. But yeah, so she goes, it's called the Congregation of Chill, and it is a spiritual retreat. Mm-hmm. And even Dirk, the horrible rooster from Birdie's Job, is there because mm-hmm. he is dating the HR lady. Mm-hmm. Helen Regina Lady. HR lady for short. HR for short. She's like, oh, hey, it's HR lady. And she's like, oh, you you can call me Helen Regina lady. HR for short. It's so stupid, but it made me laugh a lot. Are we saying that Canadianly? Should it be Regina? Like Regina George? Is that not what we said? We said Regina like the capital of Saskatchewan. Well, I meant to say (laughs) Regina. I said Regina. Obviously. Oh, yeah, we should. Regina actually is Latin for queen. I learned that because a lot of our stuff that used to say like Regina versus now has to say Rex versus. 
because that means king. Ugh, why is everything so foolish? Because you have to respect the monarchy. Ugh, what if I don't want to? <laughs> Listen, I'm right there with you, but things are changing anyways, so I don't know what uh, to say. In my notes, I have written, this looks boring as shit. And I was like, what was I being so mean about? But I'm pretty sure that's Tuka's line about this retreat, that it looks boring yeah. as shit. Well, because everyone's quiet, they don't really do much, and Tuca just is like, listen, I'm not here to be alone with my thoughts, especially because Birdie comes back riding a motorcycle with a candy cigarette, being, like, way meaner. Mm-hmm. She's meaner and cooler than ever. That's who I want to be. Meaner and cooler than ever. <laughs> oh. Exactly right the dream so Tuka just is like everyone let's make noise we need to get back to our primal roots mm-hmm. i feel like she uses exactly the right words for this crowd where she's like we get back to our primal roots we're exploring the full spectrum of emotion and then she makes a lot of noise and everyone's like oh yeah i'm into this and she says we'll be called con congregation of noise mm-hmm. yes or congregation under loud things. Yeah, that's Dirk's suggestion, but nobody likes it. They prefer con to cult. So that's how we yes. know this is a con, not a cult. That's right. <laughs> Should we start a con? Congregation of noise? I would hate it a lot, I bet. Yeah. I think I would get overstimulated. Absolutely, yes. Even just like watching the scene where everyone's being loud later in the episode, I was like, ugh, this is horrible. It's so loud. I don't, I don't love it. They're all just mm-hmm. like making noise it's super chaotic mm-hmm. tuka is the screechiest one silence and is the enemy work is the enemy money is the enemy being an adult is the enemy listen she's not wrong she's not yeah but then when she says work is the enemy they're like dirk is the enemy you say yeah and they they carry him away and she's trying to fix it but it does not work they just take her away yeah (laughs) and she actually is like oh this is like too much noise like let me get out of here yeah and she looks at the little birdie in the jar that she's been carrying around and she's like "Uh oh i took this up and thinks that the little birdie is judging her not a little birdie (laughs) yeah she ends up in a a luminescent cave with a draca and dark is like lay down yeah this place is very surreal and weird like candles everywhere i would love to be in that cave Mm -hmm. it's like a one of those what do you call those uh sensory deprivation chambers yes have you ever tried that no like the floating pool thing yeah i've never tried it but i really want to there's one close to my house i wonder if sensory deprivation is ever covered under insurance this one that is near me is not (laughs) does insurance cover float therapy Whoa. Float therapy used to be a thing, but it got disrupted by the AIDS pandemic in the 80s. Hmm. Wow. Never knew. It's not covered under insurance. Yeah, does not surprise me. Damn it. Because I'd like to try it, but I'm poor, so I would really need it to be covered by insurance. Yeah, it's quite expensive, I think. Yeah, I think it's like a hundred and some bucks for like one session. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think it's like the one that I saw, I think it's like 140 you do live in the most expensive city in Canada. <laughs> sure do. <laughs> Maybe second most. Is it more than Toronto or less? I think it's more. It feels like more. I've lived in both in the last three years. Well, but to be fair, <laughs> inflation is a little out of control mm-hmm. compared to when you moved. Yes, very true. I did think of you, Carson, with respect to this floating pool thing where Drake Ooh. is like, lie down in the water. And Tuka's like, is it heated? Literally. <laughs> that would have been your first question, right? <laughs> I would not do it if it was cold. But I just know that that is a natural hot spring. Like, I just know in my heart Perfect that it is. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it's just like cute. so comfortable. Like, you never want to get out. Like, and you can for sure submerge your whole body, including mm-hmm. your boobs, under that water. <laughs> mm-hmm. A dream. It's a mecca for me. <laughs> so as she's laying in the water, we see Tuka actually with her thoughts. Mm-hmm. And her thoughts are in claymation. Yes. And it's a lot of Birdie being like, just basically confronting Tuka for her personality. And finally, we get a little Tuka in her thoughts. And she's like, you're right. That is me. That's I am all those things. 
And then the little birdie is like, that's okay. Like, that's Mm -hmm. who you are. It's good to be yourself. You have great qualities and you can do things that I can't. And that's why we make a great team. Mm -hmm. I just want you to be your best self. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's wonderful. It's so sweet. It's just as soon as Tuka confronts it and says like, yes, I am those things. Just the, that's okay. It's so nice. So good. Yeah. And then she just suddenly has the realization of like, oh my God, Bernie wants me to be by myself. I got to go get her back. Literally, like it's time. It's time to be together again. It's Mm -hmm. time to be friends again. Mm -hmm. I'm so happy. She peed in the pool. (laughs) Yeah. She walks in. She's like, by the way, I peed in there. Sorry about it. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) so cute and yeah so she wanders alone into the woods and then she sees a car pull up and that's where she rescues Dirk first (laughs) oh yeah she does rescue Dirk from getting burned at the stake she does a lot of violence Mm -hmm. she really does and then she summons the buffalo and that's where we get the like repeat customers get five percent of this banana (laughs) yeah he just hands her a little bit of the banana back and it's like what is he doing with these bananas Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, and then she sees a car. Mysterious. She sees the car. Mysterious. <laughs> we'll get back to that. <laughs> so. Why do we know how to create atmosphere? <laughs> oh, baby. Do we ever. So back to the birdie plot line. Mm-hmm. She's now home from work and she is venting to Speckle about this new bird, Dakota, and how much she hates her and how she shouldn't get a chance, like as an apprentice all of that and speckles like maybe you should give her a chance like you haven't been great at making new friends since you and tuka stopped talking yeah yeah and they have these flashbacks all these horrible game nights that they've had including one where the couple is just fighting a lot and one of them is like i'm just worried you're gonna hurt me it's like what have i ever hurt you like, never that's what scares me and then they start, they're like, let's make a baby. Yeah, yeah. And every time they have these terrible game nights, Tuka just knocks, or Birdie just knocks over the, like, Jenga equivalent bird it's nest It's called the empty, the empty Nest. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, yeah, she knocks over and goes, oh, game over. This was fun. We should do it again sometime. <laughs> and so we see a bunch of clips of her doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, Dirk is one her... of the people. She's really scraping the bottom of the barrel for friendship yeah, here. Not Dirk and HR. Remember when HR lady was like, you should be flattered that you got sexually assaulted at work. Mm-hmm. Or sexually harassed at work. Yes, Pardon. and now she's with Dirk. And now she's with Dirk, which is what she wanted. She obviously mm-hmm. had a crush. And that all culminates in basically Bernie going on a rant about like, maybe I don't need any friends. Like maybe people are horrible and I could just have no friends and not talking to Tuke has been great. Cause I've had so much time to dedicate to like work and the bakery and all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Speckle's like, yeah, you're right. I mean, couple dates are terrible. And then it's revealed that there's another couple that's there and they knock over the game. They're like, wow, this is so much fun. Yeah. The reveal that they've been having this conversation in front of another couple <laughs> made me laugh out loud. Yeah, me too. It's so good. Truly incredible. And then she, when yeah. she invites Dakota, Dakota's so excited. She doesn't even finish texting Dakota. And Dakota's <laughs> like, yes, I'd love to go meet for coffee tomorrow. Yay. Heart emoji. <laughs> Yes, Speckle tells her that Dakota might need advice from a cool bird lady like her. Yeah, she says maybe it would be empowering to mentor her. Mm-hmm. Truly. Um, Speckle also, like, his beak, like, tilts down, and Birdie's like, you're doing that thing you do when you think I'm being mean. <laughs> or have eaten too much. Very cute. Mm-hmm. I um, like his little beak. <laughs> it's so cute. It's, like, just... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So the next day, Bertie meets Dakota at the coffee shop, and she's like, it's going to be quick. I'm going to order the smallest espresso shot in the world. We'll have no excuse to stay. Like, it's going to be fine. And Dakota shows up and is like, oh, my God, I don't even know where to start. I have so many questions. My first question is actually a very long story about myself, <laughs> which, I mean, it's, it's sounding like it's going to be absolutely miserable. But then... <laughs> Birdie notices that Dakota also has cupcake comfort shoes. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what are these? Explain. Uh-huh. Which is like, imagine if someone said that to Birdie while she was wearing those shoes, like, out and about. Like, she would not respond well to that. That's true. She'd probably freak out. But she's like, oh, I was just nervous and they make me feel safe or whatever. And Birdie's like, I wear my panic attack cupcake shoes, too. And they both have shoe-based co- coping mechanisms. <laughs> 
Do you have any shoe-based coping mechanisms, Lindsay? I can't say that I do. I don't think I do. I think when I feel really bad, I have to not wear any shoes, though. So that could technically be a shoe-based coping mechanism. I wear slippers a lot. I want to get slippers for the office to have at Mm. work so that I can wear slippers at work. I was talking about this with coworkers today, and they were talking about, like, slippers with rubber soles, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, Mm -hmm. I want to go full bunny slippers. (laughs) You have those ones that are shaped like gorilla feet? Yeah. Oh, my God, yes. (laughs) That would also be iconic. (laughs) You've given me so much to think about. Honestly, really makes you think. (laughs) Really makes you think. So Bertie immediately is like, you're amazing, and is now instantly best friends with Dakota. They have a ton in common and they do a lot of activities together, getting free samples. Mm-hmm. What else? I don't even remember what else they do. They talk about how they both love the nest of Netherfield. She's gone for every one of her birthdays or something. And then yes. there's just this montage of them having fun together. And it's like a little poppy, cute version of that dance song of like best friend, like best yes. friend, best friend. <laughs> it's the remix. I mm-hmm. really like when they're walking, they're like skipping along and then they see the teens and they like stop and like shuffle by like don't yeah. <laughs> perceive me. That was really cute. Yes. They eat a bunch of cheese. Mm-hmm. They're feeling good. Feeling great. Yeah. At one point, Birdie's like, oh, my God, maybe I'll get a new nickname for my friendship with you. <laughs> Clearly dying for a cute nickname. Yeah. And she's like, Dakota's like, maybe B to the T. Mm-hmm. And Birdie's like, like else. no, let me help you learn how to pipe this frosting. And so while they're so they're working at the bakery together, having a great time. Because, yeah, Birdie's like, you don't need to call me chef. Like, you can call me Birdie or a new mm-hmm. nickname. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and... Birdie feels so comfortable with Dakota that she confides in her an idea that she's had where she makes a croquette, croquette, croquette. She's making like, uh, she wants to, I think it might be the parts of the croont or something, but she wants to cut it up into little pieces to make chiquetti. Yeah. Yeah. Make it really thin and stringy like spaghetti. And then they're called Mm -hmm. chiquettis. Mm -hmm. And Dakota's like, that's a great idea. We should do it your way. Like, I'll help you. And Mm -hmm. When this happened, the first time I watched this, I totally assumed that this was going to be a thing where Dakota just, like, ends up being bad and steals Birdie's idea to succeed Mm -hmm. at the bakery. Like, that was my first assumption and thought was, like, oh, no, she's actually going to be evil and steal Birdie's idea. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I definitely thought that might happen, too. Or certainly I just thought that Patriot Pete was going to be mad and be like, you can never make these again. Well, he would never say that because they go viral. Mm Mm-hmm. A huge Um, lineup at the door. Yes, even up to an officer who is like, we have gotten reports that the food is too delicious. Mm-hmm. And then when Dakota tries to charge him for this, he's like, what? And Brady's like, no, just kidding. Thank you for your service. He like starts reaching for his gun. Yeah, he's like, oh, not free pastries. Let me shoot you. Very bad. Very, I mean, very bad. it sounds like the creators of Tuke and Birdie are aligned with ACAB. So we love yeah, that. Yeah. And when Pastry Pete comes back, he's like, initially, he's like, ah, these are stupid and bad, but then immediately changes his mind. Oh, yeah. He loves it. And he Calls says... It Pastry Pete's family specialty. Yeah. He was like, oh, this is delicious. We're going to add it to the menu. It will be Pastry Pete's fa- family specialty. We've been making it for generations. Mm-hmm. And you can see, like, Birdie see him, like, taking the credit, being like, oh, like, really? Mm-hmm. But she doesn't say anything. She And, like, it's just kind of like a little moment of, like, what the hell is going on here? Yes. And so at the end of the day, Dakota also is, like, thanking her. She's like, oh, my God, I just want to be half the one you are. Mm-hmm. Then it goes to closing up the bakery. And Birdie's doing the cleaning and the normal, like, okay, let's shut down stuff. And she notices that Pastry Pete is talking to Dakota. And Dakota's like, thank you so much for the opportunity. Like, I'm learning so much. This is amazing. And Pastry Pete is pulling out the exact same lines about the banana roux that he pulled with Birdie, like, Mm -hmm. talking to her about it. And she's like, oh, yeah, like, that's cool. But then you see, like, as he's getting closer to her, you can see how uncomfortable Dakota is, which Mm -hmm. is the actually we get i'll get to this at the at the end when we're done talking about it so pastry pete is doing the exact same thing like oh you need it from the smell like Mm -hmm. and birdie's face yeah birdie is 
horrified. Yeah, she looks initially when they're just talking in the back, she's looking like almost jealous because she does still have her crush on Pastry Pete. But yes. then as this starts escalating and he starts getting more in Dakota's space and Dakota's looking increasingly uncomfortable, Birdie gets this look of extreme concern. She looks yeah, so like, worried. What is going on? This is not mm-hmm. okay. And Pastry Pete like is like locking eyes with Birdie, like, hey, yes. hey, look at me. I hated that so much. Um, he gives her this direct eye contact of like, you see what's happening? Yeah, disgusting. And so he mm-hmm. Does the thing he grabs Dakota's head to start forcing her to the pot, and she is like, "What the fuck are you doing, you creep? Don't touch me!" Mm-hmm. And she s- leaves the bakery instantly because she's like, "What is going on? Like, this is absolutely not acceptable." Yeah, and- incredible line from her where he's he's like, "What? You're overreacting. This isn't a big deal." And she goes, "No, I'm not. You're a creep." Like, yes, incredible, Dakota. Yes, Queen Dakota saying mm-hmm. what needs to be said, and right. Birdie like looks at pastry pete and he's just like oh, some people can't handle handle the rigors of this job like too mm-hmm. sensitive and birdie's like what the fuck just happened mm-hmm. so she runs out after dakota right away to ask if she's okay yeah and dakota's like did you see that did you see what he did like that was horrible and mm-hmm. Bertie's kind of like, oh, you know, it's just like how what he does. But you can tell like she's uncomfortable while she says it too. Mm-hmm. And Dakota's like, what are you talking about? Like that is not okay. Why are you defending him? Like, did he ever do anything like that to you? And Bertie's kind of like, ah. Oh. And she's like, oh my god, like why didn't you warn me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is where I have written several times. I hate this so much because it's like Bertie is clearly having a complicated response to this and she clearly knows that what's happening with Dakota is wrong and she and Dakota's absolutely right to be like why are you defending him you shouldn't be defending this behavior but also they could get on the same page and I so wish that they could and the fact that it ends with them being like with Dakota running off being like you didn't tell me you didn't warn me what the hell I used to respect you exactly and she leaves and it's like that's fair that's Mm -hmm. also fair from dakota like totally fair from dakota but it's just like oh i wish you guys would get on the same page a hundred percent but i i mean i don't know about like dakota's future in birdtown or anything like Mm -hmm. that but i think that dakota was there for a very specific purpose and that purpose was not to be like besties with birdie moving forward but Birdie like looks back at Pastry Pete and he makes like again a weird face and she's just like Mm -hmm. I gotta go so she leaves to go back home but she just doesn't want to go in her apartment she gets in her car and starts to drive one thing I hadn't noticed the first time that I watched this because I watched it the second time yesterday and remember when Speckle first moved in and he was like I know I want to live with you because when it's all blue outside and home looks yellow I want to know you're in there Mm -hmm. and I hadn't noticed it but everything is blue around Bertie and the yellow windows and she looks up at the yellow like streaming out of this blue apartment Mm -hmm. building and I was like oh my god it's the home and she just can't go in she doesn't want to go in I don't know what that means yeah but she doesn't want to go in she gets in her car and she starts to drive and Bertie pulls up next to Tuca and Tuca says, where are you going? And Birdie says, I don't know. And Tuca says, can I come? And gets in the car with her. And they drive mm-hmm. away. I love that part where she says, can I come with you? And she just goes, yeah. <laughs> like, obviously, oh. yeah, you can. So here's my perspective on the Dakota of it all. Yes, please. Dakota is designed to be like Birdie to a T. Like, they have yeah. a lot in common. They get along really well. With the one major difference, that Dakota is way more of an optimist than Birdie, right? Mm-hmm. So on its face, you would expect someone like Dakota maybe to overlook something inappropriate more than someone like Birdie. But that's mm-hmm. not what happened here. Yeah. And so we're this, I think what we're seeing is, like, this is what Birdie's reaction should have been. And Birdie realizing mm-hmm. what her reaction should have been. And having to like fully overcome like her completely inappropriate crush Mm -hmm. and how it allowed her to move her boundary to somewhere where it shouldn't have been and so it's very complicated it is very Mm -hmm. hard to watch but it's so important because I think if all we get is Birdie basically gets molested and then goes and masturbates in the bathroom we're just like what is going on and Mm -hmm. maybe she doesn't even realize the extent of how bad it is but this allows her to see that and like absorb it and for us to absorb it too yeah no absolutely I think that's a great point and I think 
Dakota gets to act as like an avatar for Birdie where she can ex- mm-hmm. she can see externally what is going on and get some perspective on it that she couldn't have when she's the one in that situation. And I think you're yes. absolutely right to say this is hugely important because I do think that there is a little bit of a risk. Like they were almost playing a bit of a dangerous game where when you first see it, I think it can take away some of the complications of what Pace Repeat is doing is legitimately like a non-consensual workplace sexual harassment thing. Yeah. But I think it can be spun if you're looking at it in kind of a bad faith way where you're like, oh, clearly she was into it. So what's the big deal? And I think this is presenting it from the perspective of, no, actually, none of this stuff happens in a vacuum. She can have a crush on him and still not want him to touch her or like and he shouldn't and he's not entitled to do that and none of this is okay and she just needs to be able to see it without the baggage and get some perspective and I think this is an incredible way of bringing that to her and to us as the audience yes 100% and I do think another part of this you know Tuca and Birdie when it started was definitely advertised as like it's like Bojack Horseman like Watch Tuka and Birdie. And mm-hmm. as we've said, you know, the, the Bojack Horseman community is a lot of men. There are women there, but it is a largely male thing. And a lot of men have not had to deal with situations like this at work or in their lives. Mm-hmm. And when you haven't experienced it, it can be really hard to, you know, empathize or even understand what the problem is, right? And if they hadn't had this episode with Dakota, I think a lot of people could have been left thinking, oh, that was totally fine. Like, she even went and masturbated afterwards. Like, it's totally fine. Like, it might not be immediately apparent to everyone. And that's okay. Like, I'm not saying that every person watching the show has to instantly understand and internalize, like, the complicated and inappropriate things that are happening. Mm -hmm. But... I think that it would be almost negligent of the show if they hadn't had this come up Absolutely. to be like, no, look, it has actually been wrong this whole time and, and, Bird and, and Birdie knows it mm-hmm. too. So I, as much as it's hard to watch and really sad and horrible, it was so necessary and it leads to Tuca and Birdie getting back together. So yeah, I, I think it, and I also think like it, it speaks to the show doing a really good job, I think, of showing the nuance of this because... I think a lot of the time you get it kind of one direction or the other and these types of storylines don't tend to be handled with a lot of nuance. It's either someone being like, and I immediately knew that that was wrong or being like, and then I minimized it because I didn't know. And you don't ever really see it represented like this where it's like what he did was wrong, but also I'm kind of into him. So maybe I downplay it for myself. It just adds such a complicated layer that I've never seen before on TV personally. And I feel like it just doesn't get shown a lot. And I think that's such a fascinating way of presenting it of like, not black and white, it's going to be complicated, it's going to be nuanced. It's still absolutely wrong. But context matters so much in how it's Mm -hmm. received by the person who this happened to, you know what I mean? Like how it's going to impact Birdie. And I'm sure that you will understand this instantly, because we have parallel lives but I've definitely had experiences where I'm like thinking about something or talking about something and to me I'm just like oh yeah this is like a weird thing and then people are like I'm sorry you this person did what Mm -hmm. like or is that like is that are you serious Mm -hmm. right now like that's not okay and then you're like oh wow that was not Mm -hmm. okay what happened to me totally and I think there's also like a lot one of the things we actually talked about I think when we first saw this happen to Birdie was like one of the theories I sort of floated is could this be a coping strategy almost of being like oh if I reframe this in my mind Mm -hmm. and reclaim some of my power by turning this into like a sexy thing instead does that maybe make it less damaging for me to perceive what actually just happened yeah and it and it absolutely could be I I didn't really want Mm -hmm. to dive too much into that at the time because it was so early season and I don't think you even watched more episodes yet so I was just kind of like oh I don't know how much I should entertain this discussion without like Mm -hmm. getting into spoilers because I really didn't want to spoil you on what was coming but yeah absolutely like Mm -hmm. and especially when you see how distraught she is seeing this happen to Dakota and it becomes clear pretty quickly that it is not because of a jealousy thing it is because she is seeing this person who's become her new best friend Mm -hmm. having a horrible experience and being harassed and so you can see she knows it's wrong and she's known it's wrong the whole time Mm -hmm. and maybe it was a coping mechanism maybe it was like wires crossed in her brain because she did have a crush 
Yeah. Who knows? I think we all do lots of things to protect ourselves in shitty situations. It's and... literally what the human brain is designed to do. Exactly. And so like that maybe that manifests in like this is how that manifested for Birdie and maybe it took some time for her to process and she needed to see it externalized before she could actually come to terms with it. But I think they did do such a good job of conveying just in how she's drawn, like her face goes from being like a little bit jealous, but then it so quickly shifts to like this is the face of someone who's worried about what they're seeing. Exactly. It's so well done. Masterfully done. Is there anything else like content wise that we want to discuss? I feel like I think that's I have it. nothing else to say, but if you have <laughs> anything else to say, I, w- I don't want to take that moment away from you. Oh, no, I think that's it. And I think like it's such a we've, we've definitely gotten into some like rich territory with the show before. But I think this is like some of the deepest stuff we've yes. gotten into. And it feels like it's just been building and building over the course of the season. And I think it's been so rewarding from that. perspective. Absolutely. I agree. This show's great. It's not Bojack, but it's great in a different way. And absolutely. I really like it. We do get a post credit scene, which kind of takes the temperature off a little bit. The Jaguar is sitting watching Draka's pimple popping videos. And when Draka comes home, he turns it off, but she catches him. And he, is, he just has a little like embarrassed smile. Mm-hmm. Yes, incredible. We got some feedback. I think I shamed everyone. Ooh, good shaming. <laughs> so we got one email from Liz that I'm just going to have to forward to you, Kirsten, Ooh. because it looks like Liz, as they were going through, so they said they discovered the podcast a month ago. By the time I started listening, you had already done my favorite episode of BoJack, season six, episode 15, The View from Halfway Down. Also Ooh. listening after COVID was truly a time capsule. It looks to me like Liz has kept perhaps a Word document <laughs> of Ooh. all of the things that they noted throughout The View from Halfway Down. There's so much stuff like example zach braff isn't given a symbolic meal to eat like the others instead he's given the role of a butler he died by being set on fire and eaten by other celebrities one could say he was serving the guests himself no (laughs) uh talks a lot about the outfits people have on yeah just it's so long there's so much stuff there's a line here from downer ending there's stuff here from free churro please do not feel obligated to respond or mention this on the podcast but i'd love your thoughts and reactions have a wonderful day so Amazing. there's just well, sim- we, sim- there's so much so much to respond to but we will read through it and, we, and, and yes. we'll we'll see what we can do <laughs> yes <laughs> so yeah so thank you liz for joining us natalie That's also wrote in liz. and said hello kirsten and Lindsay. i hope your respective octobers have started off well i've been catching up on the pod and watching tuca and birdie during a rough time and it's been a wonderful distraction i wasn't planning on emailing until i'm caught up but i can't believe there hasn't been much feedback yet as far as i know so in an effort to support the pod and let y'all know you're still loved by the horse girls here are some bullets Aww, <laughs> number one please please tell kirsten my pocahontas barbie was also a lesbian and was in a steamy on again off again relationship with mulan <laughs> literally is that a sexual awakening maybe 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 <laughs> Very glad the holidays and time reporting were kept on post Bojack. Uh, okay, so this is why you didn't remember Kristen. Because you hadn't told I haven't read me. Yet. Wow. <laughs> Incredible. You were it came in yesterday. Me. <laughs> Too much, man. Um, Natalie says, RB dub be damn. The horse girls deserve our bits. And then so far, Tuka and Bir- I loved this so much. Okay. So far, Tuka and Birdie and your analysis of it has been one of the most feminist shows I've ever seen, particularly because it's so goofy and artistic. Women rarely get to be irreverent while still being grounded. I'm head over heels in love with the art direction of this show and also not consensual workplace relationship. Skull emoji, skull emoji, skull emoji. Because last time we talked about that. We are quoting pop culture because <laughs> Lindsay listens to Mass Magnet, so she knows right. some of it now. I am in the know. Incredible. <laughs> and then lastly, we heard from Erica who said really enjoying oh my God, Erica the Erica really enjoying Tuka and Birdie pod and then they just asked how to watch Tuka and Birdie season two in Canada and I said if, and this is for anyone who is in Canada I think you can watch it either on the global TV app if you have like a cable subscription thing or on the stack TV extension of Amazon Prime Kirsten and I have not tried this for ourselves <laughs> here let me try it right now on the cable subscription Okay. Just for science. It's happening live right now. So I'm going to sign in. I'm going to sign in. Results from Adult Swim. Two Birdie, two seasons. They're there, baby. Incredible. Okay. So it is on the global TV app, which means it is also on Stack TV. Incredible. So that's where it is. Good luck to everyone. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it's other places too. Yes, certainly. So. Yeah, that's all the feedback we have for this week. But thank you to all three of you. We love getting yes. feedback so much. 
We appreciate it. We love the feedback and we love you. Thank you so much. If anyone else wants to submit some feedback, you can tweet us at Bojack Horsepod or you can email us at bojackhorsepod at gmail.com. You also can become a patron of Bojack Horsepod over on patreon.com slash Bojack Horsepod. When you register, you'll get billed at the like 30 day, every like 30 ish days. So any time of the month is a great time to become a patron where we are releasing releasing one, well, two podcasts a month, but one that is available to all patrons, $5 and up. And we have a really great time over there. And there'll be a, a new one coming out soon for spooky season that Lindsay and I just need to find a time to record. So it will be coming out before the end of the month. Don't worry. Uh, if you'd like to hear more from Lindsay, you can listen to the podcast of tomorrow. You can listen to The Simpsons then and now. You can listen to the What We Do in the Shadows post-show recap. And if you want to hear more from me, you can listen to Mess Magnets, where I am talking pop culture, celeb gossip, trending topics. Or you can head over to the Hot Dummies on Islands podcast feed and listen to the Real Love Boat coverage, which you don't have to watch the show. You can just listen, and it is very fun. But we... We'll be back next week to talk season one, episode nine of Two Gamberti, The Jelly Lakes. See you then. Bye.